What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stir Up the Pot podcast with Erica Heiler. Today, I have my special guest, Theron Howard Barr. Hey, Erica, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Let's get right into it. Right. A few days ago, on Tuesday, Kamala Harris announced that she will be dropping out of the 2020 presidential race. That's crazy. Honestly, I did not see that coming at all. Me neither. You know what's... Oh, here's the thing, though. Because I feel like a lot of people are not only going to be really happy about it, but also going to be really upset about it. There's, like, so many different ways you can talk about this. Yes. I think that one thing that was super surprising, though, is that she dropped out so soon. She did. Because at one point, she was pulling at the top five of the Democratic candidates. At one point, she was pulling at 15%. You could even say that she was at one point, like among the top, like alongside uh, Joe Biden and, you know, Elizabeth Warren just absolutely dominating in the debates, making a name for herself. Yes. Really, after she did that debate where she talked about busing and (laughs) her being the one um, busing the school, that really pushed her up at the polls. And it looked very, um, she had good potential. Like, I think that her dropping out this soon is is kind of how people shook. It really has. One person said on Twitter, no matter your candidate, you have to recognize that going from the most diverse field ever in January to a potentially all-white debate stage in December is catastrophic. The Implicit racism and sexism of electability is deeply damaging to democracy. Let's talk about that. I think that's that's what I, when I was saying like how people could be really happy about this or really upset about this. That's one of those things that I'm actually kind of refreshed to see because there could have been people just being upset that she was out because you know maybe she had some ideas that other people didn't touch on. Or maybe people were just happy that she wasn't there because they didn't believe in her. But for the fact that some people are actually speaking out on the diversity of the candidates and how that's going away is sad, but it's relieving that people are very aware of the situation and are advocating for that type of diversity. Yes. Well, one thing that I keep thinking about is the word electability. So a lot of people... Even a lot of black people said that they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't support Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, because she is a black woman, and a black woman would not be voted president against Donald Trump. It just wouldn't happen. And I think that that kind of mindset actually does more damage than good. It really does, because Elizabeth Warren has had such a steady increase in her polls, and uh, who else? Pete Buttigieg, though he saw like a lot of downfall in his polls, those were also going up. So there's diversity in there with her being a woman, of course, and him, you know, mm-hmm. gay. I just think it's really, and of course, you know, it's something to touch on that she's black, and just the whole idea of diversity is something really important to this country, and people don't really recognize it as it should be, but it's good that people are actually doing that. And I definitely don't feel like somebody's, you know, sexuality or their inherent diversity should make them either more or less electable than other people.
people. Most definitely. That's one of the problems we have in this country is that one problem we have is there's a lot of people who simply won't vote for someone because they assume that other people won't vote for them. I think that kind of mentality has already been doing a lot of damage. Absolutely. So really, I feel like it's, it's actually both Democrats and Republicans who are really hurting. <laughs> really? <laughs> so one thing is I've noticed is there's a lot of black voters, a whole lot, who support Joe Biden because of his long relationship with the black community and because, of course, he was Barack Obama's vice president. Right. And I remember you saying to me like a little bit a while ago, I, you thought it was crazy and kind of just a little bit of an excuse that whenever something came up, people would turn to the fact that he was working with President Obama and that's been like his backbone, trying to get black voters rather than you know, stepping on his own plate and speaking on his own um, right and matter, trying to advocate for black people. You know, I think that he's trying to process to get the black vote, and he's doing very well, but I really don't think that it's well-deserved in a sense. How so? Because he says that he he's a huge... He says that he is over here helping the black community for all these years but this is also the same guy who passed the the crime bill he did and he advocated advocated for it for years after in its, its conception and mm-hmm. i that crime bill has been the one thing in that area that's been allowing a lot of black people to be incarcerated not allowing but mostly just putting them and allowing those numbers to rise well, I think that more people need to pay attention to that and see, okay, if he did that, why, what's going stop him from doing something like that, and passing a bill like that in the future? Right. Like, if he's really this champion for black people, then why did he pass that crime bill? Exactly. People are, you know, they can be nervous about a situation like that. Of course, we don't want any more racism that is already in our country. And... We can never really know. Maybe he's just saying, oh, I worked with President Obama just so that he can get these votes. You never really know if he's truly an advocate for black people because he's had so many things in his past that have been against them. That is very true. But I do think it's understandable how many more people, how many more black people support um, Joe Biden than they did Kamala Harris. Really? Because of her history, because of her record as district attorney and as a district attorney and as California's attorney general, she did a, her policies did a lot of harm in the black community. Right. Like when she's talking about how she was laughing and talking about, oh yeah, I smoked weed, but like people in her state are going to jail for it. Right. You know? And she was so contradictory with you know police brutality, like somebody went to jail for killing a police and she put off the death penalty even though before she advocated for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask what really made her issues and her problematic decisions any worse than Joe Biden's that have both been on the issue of race. But you know, mm-hmm. some of her just ideas and what she said has just been so contradictory. So I can mm-hmm. definitely see why you would say that Kamala's are worse than Joe Biden. Well, yeah, because people, the people, they kind of expect her to be 
you know, help the black community because she is part of the black community. But one problem is she can't flip-flop on these, on some of the views that she has. Like, she likes to brand herself as, like, a, a progressive attorney, just a progressive in general. But her history does not back that up. Right. If she was a progressive, why was she progressive 10 years ago, 5 years ago? Why can she keep flip-flopping on her views? But you know what? Maybe that's a good thing because putting herself in the limelight has forced her almost to at least attempt to stay on track and stay constant with her viewpoints. Of course, a lot of people have done a lot of things in their past that they're not proud of, and I'm pretty sure she's expressed that on a lot of these issues. So maybe her being in the forefront before, you know, dropping out, it's allowed her to stay more constant and stay more consistent with the things that she's saying. That's true in a way. But I think a lot of people view it as being ingenuine. Because mm. if she was truly being genuine, then she would have held these ideas. Her record would have proved what things that she's been saying. You cannot say that you're a progressive, yet the things you've done in the past does not back that up. And you know what? I think that's just what's another problem with these debates and with this whole um, election as mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as a unit, I feel like a lot of these candidates feel like they can't be genuine, even though everybody just wants them to be genuine. They have to put on some sort of front yes. so that they can collect polls, even if that's they're not the <clears throat> that's not the correct thing to do, most ethical thing to do. That is very true. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me once again. I have all right, that's it for today, y'all.